Let this food take you places you've never imagined. We really out here eating good ass food, listening to good ass music, just vibing. We aren't critics, fuck critics. We're only bringing you things we love. With your host, Nelson motherfucking Conroy. You've never experienced anything like this before. Open your ears and free your taste buds. Gastro traveling, motherfucker. Josh. Uh, wait, hold up. Let me introduce the show really quick. This is Gastro Traveling live uh, with your host, Nelson Conroy. Uh, today we have a very special guest, uh, a very good friend of mine, one of my favorite people on this earth. Uh, I I told I told Rob, I said, I will do anything to get this man on this podcast. It's been a long time coming. And then he said he wanted to do Limp Biscuit, And I was like, fuck, okay. Or, well, I guess we'll have to do Limp Biscuit Just because this man loves Limp Biscuit. I'm okay with that, whatever. Josh, this is Josh Ferris. Hello there, everybody. One of my very good friends. What's up, Josh? Oh, nothing much. Just enjoying my time on this podcast, ready to talk mad knowledge about Limp Bizkit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Josh, me and Josh met uh, at a my previous job. Um that's a little background. I don't know if we should get into any more than that. Um, and we've been great friends ever since, even though I haven't oh, seen yeah. him since I quit, but whatever. <laughs> um, so guys will traveling every week. We, uh, Oh, fucking we're doing this week. We're doing hot dog. No, no chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water by Limp Bizkit. 2000, 2000. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the day, the year before Y2K. Or when Y2K was Y2K, Wait, happen. hold up. Why Doesn't Y2K mean year 2000? Yes. Well, it came out in Y2K, but I mean 2000, <laughs> it was Y2K energy, bro. And that's one of my uh, main topics as to why. <laughs> okay, well, well, before we get into your main topics, <laughs> uh, here at Gastro Traveling is we pair a dish, a food, a great meal with the album and to here to discuss that and to bring us our food is angel campos oh uh, bro i don't know you're passing me a plate i'm getting a plate glizzy bro some fucking glizzy son we got some glizzies on the on deck so beautiful Gondola, the glizzy gladiator so, so the glizzy goggler angel what's up hey what's up um, to paint a little bit of a picture for our audio listeners, we have two hot dogs with looks like cheese. Yes, and and, no. and uh, Angel's famous signature microgreens. Microgreens. Okay. So Angel, uh, did I do good? Yeah. So um, yeah, I know. So it is cheese. It's a beer and cheese sauce Whoa. with bacon and caramelized onions. Um, God damn! Um, I did burn my tongue. <laughs> Listen, the roof of my mouth is burnt. Okay, dude, so I feel the bubble in there, bro. That hot dog fucking scorched it up there, dude. Dude. Um, and then some beautiful uh, pea pea microgreens. Beautiful. Okay, so listen, there, I, 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 there's, I'm, there's no way I'm gonna feed you hot dog water. So hot dog flavor. So water. I deglazed the pan after I pan seared the hot dogs. Yeah. Therefore, I made hot dog 
water in essence yes. by deglazing with beer and stuff like that. So, yeah. Before I take my first bite, tell me about your experience listening to Limp Bizkit this week. Dude, it was weird, dude. <laughs> it was so, so weird. Like, you got to eat, Josh. I, I time traveled a little bit. I, for some reason, thought Tommy Morello was playing guitars. Is that, yeah, I, it gave me Tommy Morello vibes. Um, it, you ever remember playing SSX, the video game, the, the snowboarding, snowboarding video, game? video game? Yeah. It took me back to those times. Tom Morello, he's the guitarist for, for Rage. Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, um, uh, yeah uh, gave me that vibe. Tony Hawk Chris get a two vibes. Okay, but before we dive into the, the music talk a little bit, I have to talk about this food for a second. Gosh, what do you think? I, I love the beer cheese. Thank you. I think you. that is the most phenomenal thing. Um, in fact, all of it is phenomenal. That is, is a very good meal. Um, I really like how you uh, the this part whatever the that is the yeah the, the microgreens very I've never had a hot dog like that. Also, I want to say that I appreciate um, potato y- bun. Uh, well, the potato bun. It's a cheat, and um, the fact that you went so in depth with the hot dog flavored water, how you were trying to technicalize. Yeah, that. I rendered some of the fat from the hot dog. Thank you, because you know I was. Kind of wanted to have some hot dog flavor water, low key. So, but I can. Ooh, okay. Now, great now that you say that, I there is a uh, we could congeal hot dog water after you cook the hot dog, no, right? I don't and want you this. make aspect jelly, right? I don't want this. It's aspect jelly, so we make Why some are you saying jelly like that uh, because you can't say jelly. It's aspect jelly. So what you do is right when we cook cook some hot dogs in water, then we would add uh, aspect jelly powder. So it's just pretty much gelatin, bovine gelatin. So you make, and then you lay it on a sheet pan, and then you refrigerate it and do little cubes. And then you could technically cube it up a little bit more, then have like like pan-seared hot dogs, and then let the jelly. We're going to cut all this out. <laughs> <laughs> that was technical. That but been, I, I like it. He would have not liked that. I just want like like hot dogs in a can and just like <laughs> out the water and then like just, Vienna sausages. Yeah. Yeah. You ever take Vienna mm-hmm. sausages and put barbecue sauce in it and just like? I bet it tastes really good though. You don't need to te- speak in the food anymore. He pretty much hit everything. But go ahead, say what you got to say. I was just gonna say, it's amazing. You can make an even. You can make. Hot dogs like gourmet, like it's fucking. It tastes so good, <laughs> and the fact that you use beer cheese on a Limp Biscuit album is just so fucking Yangling. smart. It, you know it, what I'm saying? It doesn't help that it was Yangling. It just helps that it was beer and it was Limp Biscuit. It just fits so well. Fred Durst was an alcoholic. He was a heavy drinker. <laughs> In fact, all all of Limp Biscuit was. Yes, they they I loved just, alcohol. I just meant that like because like beer fits so well with like Limp Biscuit. It just it just feels like a beer album. I don't know. When I think Limp Biscuit, I yeah. think of like a biscuit dropped in water and then you pick it up and it's just like super flaccid and like limpy. I think that might be what they were going for. Okay, making sure. Yes. Okay. So, um, Angel, this is an amazing meal. That's any, the any least th- bites I've ever seen you take. Well, I didn't want to talk. Like, I didn't want to. You don't want up. a whole hot dog. What? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, it's it's for because you you could turn it into a meme, dude. Like pause it when he's eating it. Stop directing my fucking TikToks, please. Just put it out in the ether. How about you do what you're I good don't at? direct TikToks. I'll do what I'm good at. You direct me. You're running my TikTok. <laughs> okay. All right. 
We're going to go viral. Of course. So, Angel, thank you so much for coming on the You're podcast. You're welcome. amazing. I love you so much. Uh, we'll see you next week. Don't burn yourself. I burned my mouth. It's not even that hot anymore. Dude, I'm because good. I cooled them down because I burnt my mouth. Bro, straight, like, I take it out in the oven and I put the sauce, bro, straight to my mouth. And I'm like, but you know what? I didn't stop. I, I didn't spit it out or anything. I just, like, kept going. Angel, everybody, not spitting it out and keep going. Proud of him. <laughs> All right, we are back. Uh, we glozzled some gl- got gl- We've glozzled some glizzies, right? Very yummy glizzies, by the way. Very just Angels has the best glizzies. Absolutely correct. I didn't even ask him what kind of hot dogs they were. Like, what were they Nathan's or did he kill the pig himself or I don't know? <laughs> yeah, no. And the beer cheese. Beer cheese was wonderful. The potato buns. Um, during our break though, we were talking. Uh, I don't know if we want to get into this. Oh, what, we what, do. What a we limp, do. What a what a limp biscuit is. Oh, uh, well, yeah. We should also warn younger audiences. Whatever. Skip ahead two advice. seconds. Yes, a limp biscuit is where uh, a bunch of guys ejaculate on a biscuit, <laughs> and then apparently, I think the last one who has to eat it. Yeah. Um, is the one who last ejaculated. So you got to eat a sperm biscuit, also known as a limp biscuit. Why do you think that Fred Durst and the boys decided to name their band Limp Biscuit? Oh. Do you think they did that? Oh well, who knows? But you see, they the the origination of Limp Biscuit. Um, the name came from they wanted to just sound unappealing. Yes, I I get it. And they just they they wanted to invoke kind of like some like any type of reaction. They didn't want to just have like a regular old name and like look at the album and just like, "Oh, this is not an interesting name." It's like, "Oh, this is Limp Biscuit. This sounds like a horrible band." You know, they want to have that opinion, you know, even if it is negative. Let me ask you a question, Josh. Are you limping with the biscuit? Oh, I've been limping with the biscuit <laughs> for several months. Um, I must say, I am a new Limp Biscuit fan. Sure, I um, never, never got into their stuff until um, just like I think this. Um, it had to be like April. six months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but since then, I've just uh, dive barrel head, for, head first, head first into the biscuit. Gravy train, man. Well, All right, I, sorry, we were dealing with uh, some animals. Crazy. So we got. What'd you say? Well, I was talking about Limp Biscuit. Yes. Um, the origination of the name. Well, you were asking me if I ever listened to Limp Biscuit. Oh yes. Have you ever listened to Limp Biscuit? I mean, I listened to this album to prepare, but before that, like, I haven't. I've maybe heard years ago when they first came out, like the famous Roland song. You know, that's about it. I don't really know anything about Limp Biscuit, other than like, well, I before I did research and stuff, but I only knew like when he would, when Fred Durst would be like referenced in popular culture and stuff. Uh, that's about it. How did you um like? Um, you said you visited the album. How did you like the album? It, I hated every you, fucking moment of it. I respect that. I, respect I that. Josh, I only listen to it because you like it. Okay. And okay. See, for me, for <laughs> me, 
Limbiscuit feels like it needs to take a shower or be like hosed down. It's the sound of the generation. It is. It's the sound of Gen Z or not Gen Z. It's the sound of Gen X. Absolutely. And it's, it, it just has that. It's like very grimy and gross. And like the album cover is disgusting. It feels like a dirty truck stop. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Um, you know, and I must say, yes. you know, Limp Biscuit sucks. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right Mike. now. <laughs> Limp Biscuit sucks. All right. <laughs> now, now, now. Even though I'm diving really deep, yes. into you know this fandom uh-huh. of Limp Biscuit, yes. Um, they're definitely not the most talented. Definitely not the most lyrical. De- mm. I mean, you know, the only infatuation. Um, that I find from Limp Bizkit uh-huh. is because of the impact he's made um, for Gen X, you know? Um, and just like he is a sociology lesson yeah. in a nutshell, in my opinion. And that, what makes um, you say that? What do you, what do you, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, just with the general angst of the nineties, um, I don't know why, but I was really enticed towards that because, you know, you look back then and you're just like, what are these people really worried about? You they know? seem just so angry. And yeah. the fact they have like exhibit and DMX and stuff, and it's very like heavy rap almost like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And it, it pervaded like all of culture, like with rap and with metal. Um, but like you had the opposite end of the spectrum, you know, like, I mean, NSYNC and uh, sure. Britney Spears, uh, all of those, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, it was really a polarizing time but if, of music. It feels like, you know, people that were our age now, back in 2000 and the 90s or whatever, they just seem so angry. You see... And, and then that, our generation seems so sad y- yeah, <laughs> in comparison. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's maybe... And that's definitely because they didn't have a 9-11, you know? <laughs> and, and, and I'm sorry, but that 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 is why. Dude... <laughs> yes, absolutely. This is how we have Josh on right now. <laughs> you know, because um, that, because you look at it, it's just like uh-huh. what what was the existential crisis back then? It was they were just worried the world was going to end at the year two thousand. You know, and that perpetuated this movement. And you Y2K. would two K Y two K, bro. And like you will not believe how unpopular Limp Biscuit got after nine eleven. Like, really? I don't know why, but it's just like right after 2001, the whole entire scene, not just Lump Biscuit, of new metal, of new metal. Yeah, it just basically banished, you know, and it huh. got replaced by much softer music, which is like another weird phenomenon to really kind of just and dive. You, you deep. think it's a consequence of 9-11? Ultimately, yeah. I, I think you know, a lot of it, not I, I, all of it. I don't think you're wrong because... Like, I think that's a lot of, like, on, like, even internet culture and stuff, I think is a response to 9-11 subconsciously. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I don't really want to dive too deep, but maybe, like, even, like, with Screamo in the late 2000s, it might be because of the Patriot Act. You know, you always look at these, mm-hmm. and, you know, you talk about trap nowadays, and it's just like, well, what could... Like, it's so weird how the societal um, just theatrics playing out really influences music. It's like we have P- PTSD as a country. We do. It's, we're just it's, it's what it feels like in a way when you think about it. Yeah, and we're just trying to, like, 
dude, music is freaking therapy, man. Yeah, you know? it is. Absolutely. And you know, I mean, um, back in, let's, let's go back to, uh, Woodstock 99 with Limp Bizkit. Oh, that's, I didn't know they played at Woodstock 99. Bro, they played at Woodstock 99 and it was a riot. That yeah. Is, wasn't it just, a, was like crazy. Woodstock it was, 99? man. I mean, like if you want to see just like a, a therapy session in front of hundreds of thousands of people, it's Woodstock 99, mm-hmm. Limp Bizkit set. It's just people rioting and just like, you just see mosh pit upon mosh pit and it. It's one of the best craziest concert videos you'll see. I'll have to look it up. See it. Yes, please. What's up, Randy? Uh, I actually looked up weird statistics about it. Like about what Woodstock ninety nine? Yeah, there was over twelve hundred uh, injuries, shit, uh, forty four arrests, and uh, some alleged. Uh, I'm gonna cut. We'll probably cut this part out. Sexual, Sexual assault. assault. Yeah. Um, but luckily, there's no fatalities. Just well, injuries. fucking speaking of injuries and fatalities, did you know about the the festival that happened in Sydney and some like teenage girl the died? Biscuit one. Yeah, some yes. teenage girl died, and that was probably one one reason why they downfall too. Because it's just like, bro, you guys are taking it too hard, man. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, no, I mean, like, especially with, like, Woodstock in particular, Mm -hmm. he got blamed for it. He got blamed, like... um, Which is kind of shitty because it's not really his responsibility for security and, like, the venue person, like like like, the runner and stuff. They should be responsible for it, you know? He's just an artist. Yeah, and I mean, like with Woodstock, it was a total um, mess, especially in the way of like business and administration. Yeah, bring it up a little closer. You can bring it. You can bring it Ooh, towards you if you cool. want to chill a little bit. Sweet. Yeah, and like with um, there you go, sound good. with let's see here, um, with the marketers yeah. and everything, they um, they had it on an airfield, a concrete airfield. Like, you you think of Woodstock, and you think, like, just trees and grass. Like playing in the mud and shit. Playing in the mud, bro. And the porta-potties were overrun, and, like... Was it at Woodstock? Is that Woodstock? Connecticut, I think. Was that it? Was that where it was? I think it's in New York. I think um, Woodstock's in New York. The 99? Yeah. Uh, San Francisco. Where was Woodstock 69? That's the year. Don't look at me like that. Oh, shoot. Woodstock... 99 was in um, San Francisco. I mean, that's weird. Yeah. That, uh, You'd think it would happen in the same field that Woodstock, the OG one, happened. I uh, don't know. Um, uh, yeah, the 69 was New York. Um, 99 was... Why I think Connecticut? I have no idea. Whatever. Let's dive into this album. Let's talk about the music. I yes. think we got, we think we got enough of the background a little bit. Well, I have yes. some more. Actually, I have, I have some more in the background of more what was happening during the 2000 was up. Let's cut where I said it was in San Francisco. I read something wrong. Okay. I think I read something about somebody, something else. It was New York, so that was my fault. Okay. But it was in New York. Yeah. Redaction. Um, in 2000, Fred Durst announced that uh, the band would release their third studio album. The press thought he was joking about the title. He thought he was just making a bit that the title was called Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. Um, ironic. In the summer, their album was sponsored by Napster. Yes. Which is so hilarious. 
because other artists like Metallica and um, just people like them were suing them and suing fans and shit, and it was just getting wild. But they were sponsored by Napster. They did free shows with the only thing guarding them from the audience was like a metal cage. Yeah, that was... Which is kind of badass, and I love that. Yeah. No, I mean, in fact... um Speaking on top of that, Limp Biscuit was one of the only artists to make a profit in concert sales during like the early 2000s. Really? Yeah. Nobody else was making a profit but him. And he would just constantly tour. He was like wow. the guy to tour. So were like the other artists like spending too much on like effects or whatever? Yeah. It was just like a bunch of They must have made money on like like merch sales or something, the other artists or something. Yeah, probably something. I mean, but like with the expedentures of like all the beautiful styling, you know, when Biscuit was like the only ones to make a profit. Um, the working title for this album was Limp Bendance Day. Limp, Be- man, I would interesting. Uh, which they had to change it because they missed their mark of releasing it on the Fourth of July. They they had to push it back. They weren't able to. And it features, this is the craziest part, that it, the, the the featured artist on this rap rock album is Exhibit, DJ Premier, Red Man, Method Man of the Wu-Tang Clan, and DMX. Yes. Isn't that weird? Oh, I mean, you know, speaking of the album, you know, it is um, a crazy combination of uh, rap and rock, you know? And he really took um, boundaries and leaps towards, especially, I wouldn't say necessarily that album, but he was trying to st- keep on integrating it, you know? And yeah. Keep keep pushing those big names and trying to incorporate the rap and metal genres. I didn't, I think, pardon me for being honest, the guitar was technically good, but I just think it was kind of boring. And, like, I don't really love Fred Durst's voice either. Well, the guitar for what? Like, the whole album. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I must say, what the guitarist, Wes Borland, is a very, very talented guy. He seems like it, but on this album, it just seemed just so lackluster. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 I feel like they could do better with maybe, like, I know you love Fred Durst, but I feel like they could do better with a better frontman and a better name. Oh, (laughs) everybody thinks so. You know? I mean, a hundred percent. Everybody thinks that Fred Durst is holding down Limp Biscuit because I, I feel mean, like they are like because the guitarist left the band right after this album. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who is it? It's uh, um, West Borland, Sam Otto, um, Sam Harris. I don't even know. I'm Sam Harris. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm getting my names messed up. But DJ Lethal from uh, yep. House of Pain. I mean, it's a lot of talent. That's him. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's... um. I didn't know it was House of Pain was related to that. Yeah, That's interesting. it's a lot of uh, top-notch talent that Fred Durst kind of just came in and kind of put a diaper bag on it, but... That's what it feels like. Yeah, but, I mean, Fred is kind of like the sociology lesson, you know, and then the rest of the band is talented, you know. Um, But, I mean... Start with uh, I wrote down. It sounds like racists like it. <laughs> racists that who who love rap but hate black people. <laughs> I can see that. This is what this music is for. 
<laughs> you know, just waving a Confederate flag, yes. but nothing more. Yes. You know? Yeah. Or um, what is it? Pest Blue Ribbon Beer. That is yeah. that is the about. definition. In Punch and Drywall. Do you know about the um, Nine Inch Nails shit? Uh, a little bit, but please enlighten me. So in the first song, Hot Dog, right? Uh-huh. Um, I believe that's the one where Fred Durst uses the word fuck 49 times. Uh, 30, 46. I say fuck. Two more, more times. times. It's 46. It's 46. 46. Whatever. He says it a lot. <laughs> yeah, he does. He says the F word a lot in this song, <laughs> but he also uses the, the chorus from Closer. Uh-huh. I want to fuck you like an animal. Yes. That's the chorus. Here, play, play, play it. Put put your headphones on. We'll show you this song really quick. Closer by Nine Inch Nails. And, and they got sued by Trent Reznor, the guy from Nine Inch Nails. And he got a writing credit, and now he earns royalties from this song. Really? Thoughts? I had no idea about that. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that hilarious? Because <laughs> Fred Durst was a big fan of Nine Inch Nails, and he thought it was he thought it was a uh, like a homage to them. But Trent Reznor hated it; thought it sounded like an insult, like a diss, and he sued him. So, you got it. it says it's playing, but it's not. We'll bring it up, right? Uh, no, you have to bring us down. You have to bring our mics down. I don't know. You can figure it out. Hey, whatever. Honestly, all I got to say about that is my man Limp Biscuit. Yes. Right songs. I love how you're heart. talking you're talking about Limp Biscuit like he's a guy. You're really <laughs> talking about Fred Durst. I love that. <laughs> he's he's interchangeable. He's his spirit is Limp Biscuit. So, what are some of your favorite songs from this album? My favorite songs probably have to be, um, I really like Hot Dog, Full Nelson, mm-hmm. um, Rollin'. <laughs> rollin', 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 Rollin'. Um, let's see here. I really like their song, Boiler. Um, you like them all? Uh, yeah, roughly, roughly. Take a look around is another good one. How did you feel about the two different versions of rolling? Um, so there's 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 the air raid assault vehicle, air raid vehicle, and there's the urban assault vehicle. Yes, I. Which it's so funny. It's called urban assault because that's what that's what they had the rappers on Red Man and Method Man and DMX. Yeah, and <laughs> you know the the urban assault one. Yeah, could have been better. You think so? Yeah, um, I really did not like the beat. Um, what do you think about the verses? Like from oh, the verses were absolutely fire. You think so? From from the uh, from the rappers from the legendary Wu Tang Clan. Yes, um, but like I mean, Limp Bizkit's part, and even when you're like, especially when you're talking about early two thousands mm-hmm. type type beats, they're really not like as good as today's. So I mean, good. Props to them for trying to execute it, but it was a little bit before their time to really like make Roland into a uh, kind of like a trap rap song, I guess you know. But so I must say, I like Roland more. 
Do you think that like Limp Biscuit led to a lot of like it almost feels like 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 a lot of rap today, a lot of hip hop today is almost derived from that. Like a lot of like I think of like like Ski Mask and Absolutely. and like X yeah. artists like that that use kind of a lot of rock in their rap. I mean, they're obviously I think they're better, but but I feel like I feel like Limp Biscuit was really kind of like the first step towards mixing the genres. Yeah, he was a huge pioneer. I feel like new metal mm. in general was like a huge pioneer. And, um, you know, funny thing, you know, how I'm like a new Limp Biscuit fan. Um, I, w- when I first started listening to him, mm. I connotated so much, um, like of my previous music to Limp Biscuit. I'm like, wow, these newer bands actually sound a lot like this older band you mm-hmm. know and um you know people like limp biscuit and corn and all of those i feel like just um they just pioneer kind of like the theory behind it and um you know take it what it is because it's it wasn't the best it was like a prototype you know but i mean massive influence especially like um take a look around um i feel like that song is just like the perfect mixture of like rapping and like aggression. He's just like, I know why you want to hate me. Um, Cause hate is all the world's ever seen lately. And then it just goes into this groovy, just breakdown. And those groovy breakdowns is like basically what we hear with a wub bass when we're listening to a trap song, really, you know? So, I mean, I don't know how they do it. I don't know why those sound waves sound so good, but I mean, you know, they found a recipe and they ran with it. Very insightful, Josh. All right, back from another break. Um, Josh, we're here live talking about Limp Biscuit. Hello there. All your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Um, What else you got on Limp Biscuit? What else I got on Limp Biscuit? And the hot dog flavored water. Oh, shoot, man. Well, I mean, you know, it's just... Gen X's, you know, spirit, you know, and, um, you know, you can really just resonate that with hot dog, how he <laughs> says effed up with everything. I mean, he brings in the police, the jobs, the, the beauty standards. I mean, he just says society is messed up. And this was, this was before 9-11. Do you want to hear something you. crazy? What? Um, so I was watching some reviewers talk about Limp Bizkit in this album and stuff, and they're like, uh, "Hot Dog famously used the word fuck, you know, forty over forty times." And I, I was like, "Oh, I guess it does," because like I didn't notice because that's just how I speak. Is I say fuck every other word, so it didn't really bother me or anything like that. So yeah, he he really he I mean, and especially when he like incorporated that he said the word fuck uh-huh. into the song. Like I don't know if that was a a, a based or cringe you know what i'm saying well i think the whole album's cringe but, but oh well i must you know what even though i say that limp biscuit sucks i must say that this album is a great is the perfect combination between based and cringe you know <laughs> it walks that thin line of it, based and cringe man and it walks it it's it's 
jumping and dancing on a tightrope. <laughs> I swear. Because, you know, some of the parts you're just like limp or Fred is whining about some stupid stuff or whatever. And then some of it is actually some like truth, you know? Cool. Cool. Um, yeah. That's um that's kind of all I got for Limp Biscuit, if unless you want to, you, you have anything else? Uh if you let's, keep going, we can keep going. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, um no, nah, I just wanna let's see here. Living it up, great song. Yeah. Um let's see here. Ben Stiller. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Oh yes. The secret ending. Dude, yes. Ben Stiller is um So the outro is like ten <laughs> minutes long because there was like a hidden outro track or whatever. Um Ben Stiller, famous actor, which I have a story about Ben Stiller. Really? Um so when I was first beginning Twitter, right? Uh Ben Stiller was the first celebrity I talked shit to over the internet. And I tweeted, I was like was at Ben Stiller ever funny? And I was like 12 years old. Cause I didn't like Ben Stiller cause my dad didn't like Ben Stiller. So it was just me being a kid. Right. And he liked it. I was like, Oh my God. He li- like, he liked the tweet. Dude. And I was like, fuck. And I deleted the tweet and I was like, how did he see it? Oh my God. I felt so bad. And I've never trolled on the internet ever since. Well, that's one way to really <laughs> get your ducks in a line right there. So if, if I ever meet Ben Stiller, I'm going to say, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, I felt so bad, and I hope I didn't ruin your day. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> that's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Fred and um, Ben, they actually had a friendship. A it sounds bit. like they were friends, because in the album outro, um, Fred Durst basically asked, Ben Stiller to roast them. Um and that was that's what the outro is. Part of the outro is is um yeah, yeah. him roasting yeah the band. It, yeah, it's pretty goofy. So you know, just um a review. You know, I mean, um he's got the hype songs, he's got the crazy songs. Mm-hmm. Um his his lower stuff, um his softer stuff, horrific, not good. Um, you know, I must say Wes has a really great kind of like guitar style, even on his like slower stuff. Well, I wanted to talk about before we get into an official review, Josh, a little bit more of the outro. Who else is on it? Do you know who else is on it? Oh, shit. It's Ben Stiller, uh, uh, Stephen Jenkins, the lead man of Third Eye Blind, uh, Rob Deerdeck, Mark Wahlberg. They're like leaving, um, after, after, see, this is the hidden ending. You don't even know about this. After Ben Stiller roasts them, there's a loop of him laughing, right? Uh, yeah. It, it does that for like eight minutes or whatever, like a really long time. And then there's an instrumental track. And then after that is a voicemail from, or a conversation on the phone between Stephen Jenkins of Third Eye Blind and uh, Fred Durst saying like, Oh, you got to come to New York. We're going to hang out or whatever. And then it goes into, uh, an answering machine, uh, message from Rob Deerdeck of the X games and fantasy factory and Robin big. And which that's an awesome Instagram, uh, caption for a picture of me and Rob together when it's like a picture of him and it's just Robin big part two. Um, anyways. And then after that is, 
an answer machine uh, thing from uh, Mark Wahlberg, Marky Mark. Which is so funny in the in in the Mark Wahlberg one is like oh this is a cool fancy thing new thing you got for your phone where you can like uh, see who's calling or whatever and I was like well, this is so two thousand bullshit <laughs> yeah yeah that and that's how they end the album which is a weird flex to have all these two thousand celebrities call in it's it's the perfect album for the two thousands roughly it really early two like between. 1998 and 2003 is what it sounds like. Absolutely. That's just, just that, that chunk of time. Cap, capping off the decade of a wild <sighs> 90s time, you know. Just yeah. one kind of nail in the coffin. Yeah, nine inch nails. Dang right. Trent Reznor, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. All right. All right. Do you want any more thoughts, feelings, and emotions about any thoughts, feelings, emotions about Limp Biscuit? Yeah. Um, Fred, if you're watching this, yeah. um, I'm loving what you're doing. Did with, you see uh, they're coming out with new music? Yeah. They just dropped a new song called uh, Daddy Vibes? Dad, Dad Vibes. Vibes. Dad Vibes. Yeah, a complete bop right there. Yeah. Um, he, uh, Fred, I'm loving this new image you're getting yeah, going he's, on. He's going straight into the dad shit. I'm loving it. And you're kind of like the dad we need as a generation. Um you know, aside from Jordan Peterson or whatever, we also need <laughs> love Fred Peterson. Durst. We love Peter, we're a Peterson gang here. We we need all the intellectuals. And Fred, you are truly an intellectual. I sent my I sent my application for the intellectual dark web. What? Yeah, I got denied. Oh man. <laughs> um. So, Limp Biscuit is basically for people who also like insane clown posse, but don't want to paint their face. You know what? I completely respect that. Like, I feel like what? What a way to put it, right? That, it, yeah, they feel like fans of except for you, Josh. I love you, Josh. <laughs> fans of Limp Bizkit just feel like juggalos in a way. Oh, they definitely have a certain aura Which, to them. Mark this. I want. I want to go to the meeting of the juggalos. Ooh. you know what I'm saying? I'm the, their festival they do. You tell them how it goes. You don't want to go? I'll go. We'll paint our face. It'll be an episode of Gastro <laughs> Traveling. And we're interviewing jugglers and juggalettes. Okay, you ever want to fuck a juggalette? Uh, I've never seen in full regalia, bro. <laughs> Solid no, right there. Well, you're Sorry. in a you're in a committed relationship, Josh. Let's not get into. I'm, I wasn't going to tie you in it into anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, even if I wasn't, no, I, no I'd juggalette? say I'd say no juggalette. You wouldn't want your girl to, to wear all that makeup. That 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 the well, you know, I mean, do you maybe? But you not know, for you. It's not for you. Not for me, man. Especially if you're going to that festival, man. Okay, but I, can we just think about how crazy that nookie would be? It's to use a word by Fred Durst. You know what? I you're actually kind of right. I, they do have a lot of uh, contests, so. You know what? You, what kind of contest? Oh man, they have some crazy. I swear they have like a, um, like a mouth contest where you get to like just <laughs> what does that mean? Shit down your throat. What kind? What? What would you put in your mouth? I don't know. It's just something juggalettes would do. I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, like like they, like food, like a like a like a hot dog eating contest. <laughs> Something like that, you know, but you know, what are you saying? I'm saying they have like slutty contests, 
You know what I'm like saying? Wet t-shirt contest? Wet, yeah. Wet juggalo it. contest? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it's the juggalo way, and I'm pretty sure I don't know how I feel about that. That's just not my niche, you know. Juggalos? Yeah. But you're a big limp di- limp limp dick fan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I'll I'll go to a limp dick festival. You would? Oh, I would. If love they, when they go on tour with, for this new album, you're gonna go see them. Oh yes. Speaking, you better of, be careful. You better bring me for the for the mosh pit so I can protect you. Yes, I will. In fact, I will be the first one to ask you because... Speaking of what? What were you going to say? Well, like, they um, just announced that they're going on tour. So we're going to go. Damn right we are. We're going to make it out of this mosh pit alive. And you know what kind of sucks, dog, is um, I was going to see Limp Biscuit uh, two weeks ago. And then COVID happened? No. um Event oh wait, wait, canceled. wait! Yeah, that's why we we we're gonna have you on because you we're gonna go see Limp Bizkit. Yeah, it, it didn't happen. It didn't happen, man. What happened? Well, what right. was the what was the what was the the it was a festival. It was yes. So what was it called? Well, it was called Rock Fest. Yeah, that's what I thought. First, wasn't right. Wu Tang supposed to be there? Yeah, it was. Well, Legends of the Wu Tang, which was Ghostface and Raekwon, and yes, and um, we're hearing about that. Yeah, yeah. So, um. He was Limp Biscuit was supposed to be on the set, and then earlier this month, they just took him off. And I guess he canceled. Limp Biscuit canceled, or they canceled the show. Okay, so Limp Biscuit canceled beforehand. Oh, and they canceled the show. And the Rock Fest, they yeah, they canceled Rock Fest, which was absolutely shitty. But I mean, Limp Biscuit wasn't there, but. I didn't go to a concert because... So you just stayed at home? Yeah, it kind of sucks. sucks. That really sucks. Yeah. Because we would have heard your all, all experience of St. Limp Biscuit. I know, kind of and it would have been pretty revolutionary. Yeah. And I would have been like, yo, man. Like, I would have changed your life. More insight, you know, but um, no, but um, when he's going to start touring, you know, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to see him, you know, and... I'm very I, excited for uh, live shows to come back because we we got some planned we're going to go to uh, this year. Uh, so, so I'm very excited. Yeah, I, I've already been on a handful, man. Already? I saw a little darky. That's cool. You know what's funny about that is, mark this because this is not going to be part of the episode because we're just talking. Okay. Um, I saw you listening to a new little darky song on Spotify because we're friends on Spotify or I follow you on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And I was like, eh, let me listen to it. And it was pretty fucking good. It was like a soft kind of like vibe it's called like moving fast yes it's his i was like song. that does not sound like a little dark at oh, all he has like um you know and let's go on another music topic okay man. Uh, shoot uh little darky he definitely has like um would you can come back on and talk about little darky if you want oh you know what especially you know little darky there's a lot of albums that like really resonated i don't even know why i picked this one maybe i don't know why the, either for the influence you know i just really was really encapsulated <laughs> Listen, by that's fine. sociology um no but like that song moving fast mm-hmm. oh my god that's such uh, a good song what is it um I bite my nails, I chew my teeth for weeks and weeks. Um, there's no escaping, but it's fine. All in my pri- all in the prison of my mind. Enjoy your time. Treat others kind. Um, treat others well, sorry. Bars. Because the living is the hell. Damn. You that's know. a good song. I was I was very surprised when I listened to it because Lil Dark is like, isn't he more like aggressive? 
you see he is really aggressive and he's really edgy mm-hmm. you know i i i, I um kind of see some influence of limp biscuit you know in the term of like shock factor a little bit because he does have songs called like genocide or holocaust where he kind of goes like super hard mm. but i really like his like chill stuff he's really um into psychedelics he's um so he's really into like that type of vibe mm. um in like western philosophy and like buddhism and all of that and you can really resonate it especially in his lyrics like you know moving fast or whatever but yeah <clears throat> he but speaking of darky he's just a crazy fella in fact i can't really name a lot of songs like the one that you listen to from him mm. because he's just he he has this weird thing where he has like five minute songs and like each minute or two, the whole entire beat changes and it's like a whole different atmosphere. And I don't know like how that type of thing comes to be, but it's like you listen to the song Genocide, it's eight minutes long, but there's like seven parts to it. So it's like each time you're like getting a different and he does. That's kind of how he like incorporates a lot of his songs. Some of them are pr- good transitions. Some of them are bad, but I mean you kind of get addicted to him once you uh, start really listening to him. So that's how I got to really like him a little cool. darky. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Anything, any more thoughts on uh, Limp Bizkit before I wrap it up? Let's see. Final here. thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, all right. As a review, chocolate starfish, you know, I mean, just as a sociology, you know, thing, you know, it's an enigma. It's an enigma an enigma um and it's a testament to the times of a simpler time and and to times where where we didn't really have to worry about much but we were just humans still you know caught up on our daily lives of corporate america and all of that all before the muslims I'm sorry if that was right. I didn't mean it like that, but you know, all before we got into you're just trying to say political conflict. Yes, yes. Before we got into major existential um, in the right, I'll I'll cut that out. The rights of our freedoms, you know, diminished. You know, so um, wild times. um, But if final word, if you ever want a sociology lesson, just listen to Limp Biscuit. Thank, Thank you, you, Josh. This has been this has been your host, Nelson Conroy. You can find me at Nelly Nutbuster on everything. Uh, you can follow us and find us on Instagram at Gastral Travel. And Josh, where can we find you? Anything you want to plug? Um, Al Gore did nine eleven Instagram. Don't post. <laughs> no, that's but his I'll Instagram account. Is, is at Al Gore did nine eleven because of course <laughs> it is. Um. Uh, so Josh Ferris, thank you for coming on. You're a great friend, and I love you so much. Much love. Thank you for having me.